Welcome to the Turnover Basketball Podcast. We are here on a February 15th, the afternoon, here for our monthly pod. Uh, we've got a bite-sized pod for you, at least in part one. Uh, only one other panelist here with me today. It's Alex. Hi, Alex. Hello. This How's is it going? A, this is a lightning round podcast. Like, yeah, I all, I have a list of 30 questions that I'm going to ask you about every single NBA team. I you love it. I love 30 it. 30 seconds for each one. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, but it's uh, it's the middle of February, and um, I don't know. We, we're like thirty games in. It feels like there's a the things are starting to even out. We're starting to see who the top teams actually are. There's always mm-hmm. that first month of craziness where it's like all over the place. And uh, in other news, the All Star Game is on. And oh, jeez. Yeah, and a lot of folks have already talked about it. But I don't know. Our two cents via the All Star Game generally is like, I don't know. It's it's already hard to get super excited about basketball sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the All Star Game, Alex? Right. Yeah. So I think most people already covered it, and you know maybe covered it better. But honestly, it's just even even in non-pandemic times, there were questions about like the usefulness of like an All Star Game, right? Like, I think generally people are, like, into the idea of, like, having some sort of celebration. People, fans can go somewhere and maybe meet um, players. But, like, without that, the game itself, there's always been questions about, like, is this even, like, a good game? The players don't really try. Do we even want to risk injuries, et cetera, et cetera? And so it feels even, you know, more pointless during a pandemic, during this time, where like there's already a lot of very valid questions about playing basketball as it is right now, but like to play an exhibition game uh, team seems like it, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, what well, what they did announce today and what people probably will start talking about now is the uh, the skills challenge and the three point contest are still on Alex. I did not know that. We will get apparently the the plan is I to mean, have the dunk the dunk contest during the halftime of the uh, All Star game. Gotcha. That's that's the plan. I mean, I bet um, they want Lamelo in the skills challenge and then Zion to dunk or something. Yeah, it's just like. I don't know. This, are you voting for any All-Stars, Alex? Should, should we be voting for All-Stars? I had this thought today where it's like, maybe we should just like not vote for our All-Stars. Boycott voting. And, like, I'm pretty sure Kyrie's going to make it because all these haters are going to be like, Ky- people are going to like want Kyrie to like suffer and shit, so they're just going to vote for him yeah. and try to send him there and see what happens, and maybe he'll say no. I don't know. Oh, that's wild. That's weird. That's like some reverse reverse psychology stuff yeah try um, to try to curse him by voting him in yeah, yeah him and kd they'll be like the most unhappiest folks in atlanta i do <laughs> i do think there is an actual conversation or maybe article to be had about kind of how this happened it does you know we don't have all 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 the pieces but it does seem like maybe <clears throat> there was initially an agreement that there won't be a game and then there was this decision to do a game and it seemed like the the players union um 
or the Players Association said, okay, yeah, we agreed to this, and then we have these more public uh, kind of responses by some of the potential all-stars that are like, yeah, we don't want to play this. And I think a interesting angle is that, you know, we're, we're seeing more reports about just like how much money that the all-star game brings in and how like maybe some of that trickles into uh, all the players and how especially the non-all-star players would benefit from from having an event like this and then that's perhaps why uh the non-all-star players uh, would really advocate to push forward towards this and i think this angle is perhaps more interesting to think about because oftentimes when we think about the players of the nba and what they represent and what they want to do <clears throat> it's obviously through the lens of like lebron or Giannis or uh, these all-stars uh, we kind of hear a little bit less about like how are all the other players feeling about playing this season how are they feeling about potentially like changes and you know budget cuts or like uh less money that they get or bonuses or things like that uh i'm kind of interested in 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 that angle too yeah i mean it it really is about like the the cba and the revenue share and like the percentage the players get out of the revenue share right and i guess like a lot of this is probably well, probably the financial decision is like, oh, we really, we really don't want to see the salary cap go down, like significantly, mm-hmm. uh, next year. So we want All Star Weekend to happen to like bring in some of that revenue. But at the same time, it's like, part of me, part of me doesn't, part of me feels like, and this is only speculating, but part of me really feels like the numbers don't seem to add up for, like, the All Star Weekend because you got All Star Weekend, right. yeah, but you know, compared to there's a reason why the season is happening, right? Because the season generates so much or needs to generate this much amount of money. But mm-hmm. in reality, like, how much money does All Star Weekend generate? Like, how many eyeballs are going to be on the TV for this? So I don't know, and I don't know. We'll see. Like, um, if there's there's probably going to be some sort of philanthropy related thing connected to this year's All Star Game. We'll see how they pull that <laughs> off. Um, Do you think it'll be like what they did last year? Yeah, they're gonna bust in a bunch of school kids to watch. (laughs) No, they're gonna bring the first responders. First responders. They're gonna have the doctors on one side and the uh, nurses on the other, and they're gonna have to cheer. The Super Bowl basically did something adjacent to that. Yeah, essential workers there. Yeah, yeah. They'll have different, different, yeah, different industries of essential workers rooting against each other. I mean, we'll probably get another ad from uh, Uber Eats telling us to use their app to support small businesses. Ah, jeez. Even though they yeah. take a huge, huge percentage in a lot of cases. Um, right. But yeah, I guess we'll, in, th- in that case, it does seem like we'll be watching this thing unfold, I guess. But I really wonder if viewership is going to be uh, high at all and I don't know. We'll probably just see a lot of memes out of like the strange awkwardness that'll be a dunk contest with like a small crowd. But I don't know. It's right. Just add add, add it as another note to the uh, strangest season ever, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, basketball-related news, Alex. Uh, who have you been keeping your eye on? Right. Let's let's talk about actual basketball. No, it's um, all-star, all-star BS. Yeah, so Celebrity, like you yeah. said, this this abbreviated season has been very weird to watch because uh, even though most seasons, you know, you, you, you take one or two months to kind of see teams get into the groove and into the rhythm, it's been 
even stranger because of how so many teams are playing without key players uh, and they're like on and off. Um, and you're also seeing some of the teams that have kind of gone really deep into uh, the playoffs last year uh, really struggling this year. And there's been like speculation on whether uh, that's because of fatigue, um, you know, out of all the, the finals teams, you know, the Lakers are the only ones that, that look kind of uh, the same. <laughs> uh, and I think that's almost entirely because LeBron is just, you know, ridiculously good. Um, so it, it's been kind of odd to watch because a lot of the teams that I kind of expected would be kind of instantly really good, like the Nuggets and the Heat are kind of in strange spots in which like uh, I think now in more recent games, they've been kind of closer to what I imagined them to be. But for, for a lot of the season so far, they've been kind of just on and off. Jimmy Butler's been, been, been out for a little bit. Uh, so it's been kind of weird uh, in terms of the teams I've been following. Uh, the Blazers are also no stranger to injuries. Uh, Nurk no is strange. out. CJ is out. Uh, the cool, the the only kind of plus side is we're we're seeing a lot more of Gary Trent Jr. Uh, and he's been really good. Uh, I like I like the addition of Jones Jr. and Covington. Um, so I I think they're doing all right right now. I, I really would love to see. Uh, more of them, with, with, especially with CJ back, because before he got injured, uh, he was playing at an all-star level. Uh, and he was really picking things up, especially when like Dame has like off nights. Um, and other than that, I've been um, watching Wizards games. Oh, and, wow. Uh, they've Bottom been of disaster. the barrel. Um, and this is very disappointing because, you know, beginning of the season, I talked about how Last year I was watching the Wizards um, and like getting like Westbrook. It was like we have two all-star level caliber players. I was excited. Uh, I anticipated that they would, you know, sneak into the playoffs. But early on, <laughs> yeah. It's been rough. It's been rough. It's been rough. I, I think a really big part is just like Thomas Bryant being injured and out. They're their starting center. And I think, like, they were already a, a defense kind of weak team. Uh, and so with, with him out, they just have no defense whatsoever. Um, without the benefit of the Nets, where they have, like, three um, <laughs> all-stars. Uh, so it's been rough. But they did win a game against the Celtics yesterday. So um, Yeah, surprising, surprising to see that. But it's really, like... Yeah, there's still like a bunch of teams I feel that are still figuring things out, Celtics included. Right, right now they sit at thirteen, thirteen. Um, right. I'm surprised you've had the endurance to continue watching the Wizards. I, I, you know, Bradley Beal is, is a fun player. He's a um, fun player. I'll I'll say that Westbrook um, Westbrook mm-hmm. hasn't frustrating. I think he's been going through some injury stuff, but you know, regardless, I think. Um, there is like some regression there, and so that's just been um, frustrating to watch. I, I kind of before the win yesterday, I con I contemplated switching teams to to watch the Pistons instead, <laughs> because I 
hey, I, I think the Pistons are maybe a more exciting uh, bottom of the barrel team. A lot of their games are fairly close, actually. Uh, and they have, like, you know, people joke about them, like, winning only against contenders. Like, they do have just enough kind of... Uh, they're playing competitive basketball. Yeah. They're, they're being yeah. competitive with like, anybody. I think it's also fascinating to, to kind of, like, watch how Jeremy Grant has kind of, like, really, really um, taken kind of the role of leadership and been able to kind of excel in that, uh, even if they're not getting a lot of wins. And and I think um, that that feels like a more exciting narrative because the Wizards, it's one of those, like, I just don't see a way, a way forward. <laughs> Um, I do, yeah. I mean, if Thomas Bryant was healthy, I I still think they are they have the personnel to get to the playoffs. But as they are right now, Alex Lynn is not not cutting it. He's not the answer. I mean, the East, the, you know, the East is competitive this year. It's not it's not as you've got a lot of up and coming teams, um, including the including the Knicks and including the you've got a team like Miami and Toronto, which are. You know they still haven't figured things out yet you know they're still like eight and nine seeds right now um but we're kind of expecting them to move up but yeah with detroit it is interesting jeremy grant is their number one option and they have a very exciting rookie in sadiq bay who's yes. uh playing major minutes so they might they are a fun team to keep tabs on i know that our our, our circle of folks were also keeping tabs on the cavaliers um right as one of our friends and listeners um, is but a they're big going. Cast they're game. going through a really rough, rough. Stretch yeah, the wheels right have fallen off on this one. I think. Yeah. Andre Drum. They announced today that Andre Drummond will uh, no longer be playing. Basically, as the team will try to find a trade for. Where him. do you Where do you think he can go? Um. Raptors. Uh, maybe I. He, <laughs> it's really hard to see where Andre. Andre Drummond's getting paid so much and it's like yeah I I don't it's hard to say because he's never been in a situation where he's he's never played for a good team basically he's Mm -hmm. never really played for a good team like at the same time like Brooklyn should absolutely absolutely need to try and get a guy like Andre Drummond um but yeah it'll be interesting to see him play in a smaller role and I think that's where he'll excel where he isn't trying to right. shoot threes or lead the team in shots and do whatever he was doing this past week. Um, I'm pretty sure his agent had set him up to had been maybe whispering in his ear to, <laughs> you know, hey, if you want to get out of here, you better like you better you know stop playing so well. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. You have any? You have any interesting? Uh, propositions for Drummond? So you think you could see him on the Raptors? Well, I think. Well, I, the big question is you're right like we don't we don't know on perhaps a different team in which like he's willing to take a smaller role like those are pretty big what ifs but uh, but if that's able to happen uh i could see the nets working i could see the i mean the raptors are really struggling with um i think just overall without like a solid center um and just like i think the problem is like who would they who would they trade powell i yeah i just don't like what the trades would look like 
from that's from the thing the, the trades are gonna, it's gonna be weird because of the salaries you know they're probably gonna have to it's probably gonna have to be a little more complex in terms of like a three-team trade where one of the teams is giving up big contracts or something yeah um but you are you are right like right now like there is a demand for both teams in the east and west is like you're gonna have to be ready to go big because two of the best teams right now right the lakers and the 76ers right they mm-hmm. have legit you know big men centers that you're not you're gonna need find bodies to guard them for a few minutes or attempt to guard them for a few minutes um right now joel and bead you know i wish eric was here to join us maybe we'll we'll get him on for a little bit in a part two but the the 76ers are 18 and 9 number one seed in the east right now and joel and bead has kind of emerged as a mvp candidate Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He has expanded his game. His face-up game has a little more consistency to it, um, which kind of, you know, I think a few years ago it was kind of like, oh, you had to get the ball into the post, and if you could force him to shoot a three, that'd be a good thing, and he could put the ball on the floor. But it really, you know, he was still prone to turnovers, um, and he couldn't. His passing, you know, was kind of, you know, wasn't very, wasn't wasn't there yet either. So it's exciting to see Embiid kind of emerge, right. and it's clear he's kind of the number one guy on this on this team, especially because you know Ben Simmons is playing well, but he's not, you know, he's he's not he's not your number one option. So that's been really exciting to see, and it's like you're gonna need to find you know you're gonna need to find some size because it's gonna be wild to see the Sixers and the Nets square off, especially if they you know get into it with the seven game series. That'd be really exciting to see. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Have you have you managed to keep your eye on the Sixers at all? I have, unfortunately, not been watching a lot of games by really good teams. <laughs> you got it's time. It's it's time to shift. It's, it's that time, time of the year. Shift. I mean, part part of why I, why I do that is just because I I'm just like curious. Like I've I've been curious watching some of these like Rockets games and and, and thinking about like how how is John Wall looking and whatnot. John good. For me, it's it's more like I, I kind of like ramp my way up into as we get into the playoffs, refocusing back on on kind of the the better teams. But um, yeah, I, I I think it's uh, kind of amazing that the Sixers are just looking as solid as, as they are. I think last year, after Simmons got injured and then they they exited in the first round, there was a lot of doubt and it was kind of like they feel really stuck, and then. Yeah, one one off season later, they're they're looking really good, really good. Um, yeah, I mean Doc Rivers. It seems like Doc Rivers is keeping everyone happy, and their mm-hmm. their additions were, you know, you know they filled they filled in some of those gaps. I think that, Seth that Curry were. is the X factor. Is last Seth? year, last well, year he we was can talk the about Mavs, the Mavs too, right? <laughs> and the Mavs looked amazing. Two years back, he was he was on the Blazers, and that was when Blazers were Western Conference. Uh, finals yeah yeah so i'm just saying he might be the key you know you can't you can never underrate a guard who can help you stretch the floor the yeah. way Seth Curry does. and he you gets know, you the points when you he can just come in and get you like 10 points in a few minutes yeah and yeah, yeah th- those are really key roles to, to have you know th- that you know players like Seth Curry is what can help separate like a good uh really good team to becoming a great team right, right. There, there are those little little things um and i guess over in the west right i guess another team for our homework (laughs) another team that we should all promise to start watching a little more 
is that the Utah Jazz have stormed to like a twenty-two and five record. They've gone on a huge win streak. Right. Um, yeah. They look great. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I think right now is when people are going to start paying attention to them because I <laughs> I haven't been tuning into to to the Jazz as much. Although there was that little controversy too where. Um, there's a whole like Shaq and Donovan Mitchell beef, which was very strange, and maybe we'll get a little bit into that too. <laughs> um, but right. Mike Conley is playing excellently right now as well. Mm-hmm. So it looks like things are coming together with the Jazz. You know, I'm interested to sit down and watch a couple of their games and try to see. You know, is this team for real? Like, can we see this team go deep in the playoffs for once? I think they're for real. I think they just continuously year after year really honed in, uh, and kind of reminds me of the Nuggets. And I remember last year I was like seeing how the Nuggets kind of like proved everyone wrong and like Murray made this kind of like leap I was actually kind of anticipating that Mitchell would do that and then you know it it went down to the wire and the Nuggets ended up winning that series but I think you know with this season they really just kind of honed in on their team basketball and unfortunately I've only been able to mostly catch highlights but um, just like they just feel so well-rounded and perhaps things might might change as like not only we as like viewers pay more attention to them but maybe all the other teams start paying attention and and game plan for for them against them but uh i do think like um barring any injury like they have kind of a a solid team to go really deep yeah Uh, i I mean yeah we weren't able to see uh bogdanovich in the playoffs last year either right so that's another it's another key factor to to think about you've actually got everyone healthy you've got everyone you know conley seems to seems to be a little you know healthier have a little bit more spring in his step uh his shooting percentages have climbed back up a little bit which Mm -hmm. is like a good a really good sign for that team remember remember when mike conley came in we had all this hype around the jazz and they never really i guess we felt like they never really lived up to it so it finally might start happening which is really exciting to see. Um, a quick comment about the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic has had some huge games, and they yep. just beat the Lakers yesterday. Uh, yeah. And it feels like, so it feels like the Nuggets, you know, they're starting to figure out their rotation too. So they brought right. in like... They, they were missing, you know, Porter Jr. for a bit. Um, they have so. rookies playing some minutes now. You've got uh, Zeke Naji and... Um, uh, RJ Hampton stepping in and and like once again you have like the Nuggets who drafted these guys and of course these guys are like ready to play minutes you know it's like <laughs> yeah. their player development has been has been so great and you've got a uh, Facundo Campazzo who came over from the Euro League um, he's providing some great highlights there was that highlight going around Twitter I think yesterday uh, the pass. Definitely right check. by Kyle Kuzma. Yes, right by Kyle Kuzma. Who's trying so hard on defense. Yeah. So yeah, it really it really feels like um I feel like some of these guys are trying to figure it out. Even like Luka Doncic who was struggling earlier in the year. It seems like the Mavs are, are starting to put together some decent decent results together. Yeah. I don't know. The Mavs are kinda shaky still, I think. And and maybe Maybe it will always be kind of precarious as long as we have to be concerned about Porzingis and his health. Hundred um, percent, yes. But yeah. uh, tell me about tell me about your Knicks. They're uh, you want to hear decent. about the Knicks? I want to <laughs> hear about the Knicks actually. Yeah, the Knicks are it's it's so in, the Knicks are being 
coached like a college team almost mm. um there are like no real the only real star on the Knicks right now is Julius Randle it feels like everyone is playing like 20-ish minutes a game Alfred Payton goes out there plays 20 minutes they're okay Emmanuel quickly comes off the bench he had a huge he had a huge game the other day uh, he basically like almost shot 100% from the field. Uh, super exciting to see, but you know a lot of fans are getting a little frustrated that Alfred Payton continues to to start games mm. um, and get big minutes. And I will say like Alfred Payton has been he's been playing well for Alfred Payton, I guess. <laughs> um, he plays hard defense, and you know he 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 can get a couple buckets, but you know. The playmaking has been an issue, which is where Derrick Rose comes in now. So Derrick Rose has come in. He's played about twenty-ish minutes. He's looked, he's looked pretty good. You know, he's a he's a good, reliable guard that comes off the bench. Um, he's really the only guy he's been able to get something out of Obi Toppin. Uh, it's clear that Obi Toppin kind of needs a really good. I mean, everyone I think needs a good point guard to play with, but especially a guy with his play style. You know, he likes to run the break. He likes to catch lobs, uh, or he'll sit outside for a three. So it's something that Alfred Payton and none of the other Knicks can really do. Like even Emmanuel quickly, he's not so much as a, he's really a two guard in a, mm-hmm. in a one guard's body. Mm-hmm. So unfortunate news is that Mitchell Robinson broke his hand. Right. So he will be sitting out for a bit. So the defense, I don't know, we're expecting the defensive numbers to take a hit. But yeah, you know, the Knicks play hard. I won't say it's, aesthetically pleasing basketball it's very much grinded defensive basketball and sometimes you are just watching julius randall try to take like turnaround jumpers <laughs> and unless yeah unless emmanuel yeah. quickly's on the floor it's, it can be hard to watch but you know i think folks are just really happy that fibs has come in and made this team like really competitive and this right. team is, is really not different from the team we had last year so you know folks are really excited to see like Hey, this this group of folks can actually be play competitive basketball. Um, right, right. So you're telling me if we can get rid of Scott Brooks, the Wizards. I'm, te- yeah, I'm telling you, if you get, I mean, coaching. Like, I think the thing is for I know, like, commonly, the popular opinion is that coaching doesn't matter that much. But I think I think it's I think that's for like good teams. I think for if your team is good, yeah, your your coaching might not like, you know, make the biggest margins. But I think if your team is bad, your coach mm. your coaching is gonna mean mean a lot more. Mm. You know, mm. um, yeah, you've got a lot of different pieces, and I think I think Thibs has been really good about like instilling a defensive first mentality uh, among this team. And that's and, that's kind of been the key. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of talk about defense and winning by defense. Um, yeah, and I mean, yeah, the we, Knicks, we saw... according to defensive metrics, the Knicks are pretty much the you know top five or if not like the best defensive team by certain numbers. Right. Um, so it's it's been exciting to see. And I mean, that, that really plays to their strengths because they got a lot of these like big guards uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and big, you know, Alfred Payton, RJ Barrett, these guys are not small and you've got like a decent, you know, shot blocker. And in Noel and, and Robinson has been playing. Uh, right. pretty well but you know it, it's also hard to tell what the future of this team really looks like too 
Um, there's some decisions that will have to get made, and I wonder if they're going to make some decisions at the trade deadline. But it does seem like the team is focused on winning. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens. They're I playing mean, hard. It's fun to watch. but a, a team that's focused on winning is, is sometimes kind of dangerous. Yeah. Because then uh, they might make a gamble. That, then... that, that is true. That is true. It could, but, be a, it could be something like the Nets, where they made a gamble, and then we'll kind of see where they go from there. Well, if, I, I feel like the Nets made an investment. <laughs> they made an investment. They had Not such a, a good team before. And, I, I mean, they have, you know, a fantastic team now. Well, it's on just... the bright side, um, on the bright side, you'll get to see your, your guy... Uh, Oh man, why am I why am I blanking it, uh, on his name right now? Play center on the Cavaliers. Who's my guy? Jared Allen. Jared Allen, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And the Cavs, are, Cavs are a fun team. That should be the bad team I switched to. You should because uh, yeah. then you could tune in with uh, our our friend uh, Zach. Our friend Zach. I think yeah. that I think you know I think I think the Cavs you know they make the right couple of moves. They could they do have a bright future ahead of them. You know, they still need like a couple of players to. I think they still need like a good piece to become like an all star. But um, hey, you know they've got some they got some good young pieces and they're they're playing hard. So you can't can't complain, I suppose, in a post LeBron era. But uh, but yeah, that's our our half an hour speed round of NBA recap. Uh, stay tuned to us. We're continuing to push out some content on our website hopefully people are still listening to us um maybe we'll get our we'll get our marketing team who's our marketing marketing team uh yeah we'll get our marketing team yeah we we, we got things good things going but it's it's been good to catch up and uh uh see you know talk about what's been going on because there's it really feels like there's a ton of basketball going on right now and almost too much to keep up with there is. We'll hopefully be able to do this maybe sooner than than one month from now. And it'd be great to get Daniel on too to talk about the Hornets and Lamelo. Yeah, and uh, Lamelo and the rest of our kind of rookies. And this how, is a and good. This is a really good rookie class. I feel. I I saw some Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Wiseman hasn't been bad. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of talent. And uh, it's it's been fun to watch. I mean, we don't we obviously don't have like a Zion of this ge- of this of this generation, but right. you know it's uh, you know there are folks that are playing good basketball, and we didn't even talk about Steph Curry today. There's um, too many teams to go through. Next time, that's true. I know. Yeah, because I want to talk about the Celtics, and Ooh. they're. I think they're in a rough rough spot. They got to figure things out. Oh, they ominous! Have, yeah, ominous things. It's a about teaser. The Celtics. This is the marketing rollout. This is well. Marketing. We'll see. Maybe they go. Maybe they go on a big winning streak before the next yeah, time we talk. And maybe that that was all floof. Yeah. Maybe we'll try. We'll try two weeks from now. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds we'll good. Talk to you later then. All right. Three, turn two, over, one. Turn over. Oh, okay. One, two, three. <laughs> turn, turn over. Turn over. Nice. All right.